you know, we're closing up. This is Wednesday night now, and so we're closing up this month. This is our final uh, service in the month uh, that we're talking about the concept of giants. And it's, uh, it was very, very important to me, not only that uh, we were careful with the content that we were talking about all throughout the month, uh, but also that we really bl- bring it to a close in a way that makes the, the information that we were given very valuable to life-changing to each one of us. Um, I started off, if you remember, it's quite a while ago now, if you were with us, we were talking about the concepts of giants, the concept of how giants are in our lives and their perceptions and their, our inner realities and how we perceive the things around us, if you remember back that far. Um, and I said these words that I had, I've come to understand uh, that there are two pieces of living a successful life. The one side of it is we have to be able to understand the truth. Uh, but then the other side of it, is to begin to, uh, to get them uh, uh, a strength or a mastery over the devices and the uh, schemes of the kingdom of darkness. It's really a very unfortunate part of our reality. I, I intend on, probably that'll be the first thing I'd like to talk to the Lord about when I get up there. Um, but it was, it's part of the plan of all of us becoming victorious and understanding all of these schemes and how they are arrayed against us as a mechanism to try and prevent us from getting to our destiny, getting the life we want, living in a peaceful, satisfied, productive, uh, accomplishment-oriented life while we're here, which is what's valuable to all of us. Um, But in order to do that, we have to have those two components, the understanding of the truth and an understanding of how to do battle. And as I was putting tonight's teaching together, even though these words are going to get me in probably a lot of trouble, uh, the words that came to me were just that reality after sort of doing this now for 30 years or so, um, just understanding that life is a battle. And that can sound so negative, but it's really not negative if we win all of our battles. Uh, And that's the way we should be looking at it, that uh, rather than trying to live a life that has no battles in it, uh, you know, everybody that I talk to seems to be trying to build their lives in such a way that they don't have to fight any more battles. And can I tell you something? That, you can't do that. You can't get enough control. You can't get enough money. You can't get enough power. You can't get enough friends. You can't have enough clicks to your YouTube video to make it so that you don't have to fight battles anymore. Everybody has to fight battles, and you're going to have to fight them all the time that you are here. And now, again, don't hear me saying or let me put it the other way around, because I'm going to be kind of direct tonight. And so if you're not good with direct, then I'm, I apologize in advance. But the topic and the material that we're going to be covering, it's so important that we get to the rubber hits the road part of what we have been learning over the last month or so. And so it's super important that we are all able to embrace the fact that the only reason we don't like the fact that life is about battles is because we've lost a few. If we had lived all of our lives and had all of these amazing battles and had won them all, we would love the fact that we are in a life where we're going to be constantly victorious, you know, continually all the way through our lives. We're just getting better and better, more, more victorious and more victorious, stronger and stronger, accomplishing more and more and better and better all the way through our lives. And so that's kind of the first point is understanding, if we could, 
that life and everybody's life, the rich and the poor, the big and the small, the powerful and the not so powerful, the smart and the not so small, everybody is going to go through those. And as you go through, you've probably recognized already that you know money and power and uh, control and all these things, they have their own battles that come with those things. And so even getting those things isn't going to re- limit the amount of battle that we are in. And so because there are, that is a universal experience, every single human being that has ever lived, everybody on the planet today, everybody is facing the same dynamic, which makes it completely universal that we also have to learn, how do we be victorious? How do we fight the battle in such a way that we can come out of the other side or actually that we can go in at the beginning side knowing that we are going to be victorious, knowing that the battle is already won. We see that so beautifully in that story that we've been talking about for most of the month, the David and Goliath story, where David wasn't going onto the battlefield wondering whether he was going to be victorious. He went onto the battlefield already knowing that he was going to be victorious. And that's what each one of us, if we could all have that attitude towards the battles, if we all actually understood how to get from facing the battle to be victorious in the battle, we would, not any, we would certainly not be as worried about the fact that there were a few battles to, to fight. But what's important about it is, that it is that if we don't understand actually how the battle works, how, does, how do you go into battle knowing that you're going to be victorious? Because if you don't know going in, I can tell you something, I hate to say this in an unequivocal way, but, uh, and I guess every now and again, you know, you do end up winning even though you don't know what you're doing, but that's not normal. The only way that you're going to become victorious is if you know the battle and you know how to win the battle. Otherwise, you're going to lose. It's, just, it's, a, it's a very unfortunate like that. You're not going to lose the war, uh, but you're going to lose the battle. And, so, and, and nobody at all is here or nobody lives life with the intention of losing. There's never been a single person who has desired to do that. The problem is we just don't understand the nature of the battle, maybe. And we certainly don't understand then if we get the nature of the battle, how do you fight it in such a way that you're going to be victorious? And the reason that I say you're going to lose is when you look at some of the, the, the ridiculous level of, of statistics when it comes to how our battleground, how the, our minds are being so affected by the things that are around us, so affected by all of this information in, in, in our world right now, we're being bombarded. Even as you take this current event thing about coronavirus, man, it is intense how many people are trying to get us to click on their link to get their information or whatever it is. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy how much it is. Matter of fact, I looked up some statistics for that. And it says that we have 75,000 thoughts a day. And I'm thinking about how are we ever going to get those things under control if we have 75,000 of them? An article that I was reading says that 95% of the information we receive on a daily basis uh, is negative. It says that we, we are exposed to 105,000 words every single day. It's like, I, I did the math on that. That's like having to read 200 pages of a book. You know, just any book that's on your shelf there. You would have to get through 200 pages a day 
and understand it and get it into your head in order to uh, be equal to the amount of information, just written words that you are being exposed, never mind all the other stuff we're being exposed to. And then by that math, out of those 200 pages that we're trying to ingest every day, 190 of those pages are negative. It's that the, the stats that they were saying was that is just on its own now, that is five times more than how much information a human being had to digest in 1986. 35 years ago, it was uh, uh, only a, a, a 20% of what we have now. But the problem is, is that our ability now to get all that information and process it through our minds, our brains really haven't changed that much in the way that it interprets and gathers and dissects information. Uh, and they say that it's 120, what was it? 120 bits per second. And that's been pretty consistent over this time, how much information we're trying to digest. The, well, the end of that equation means that we're all unable to process all the information that, we're, that we are having put our way. And if most of it is negative, then we are in a losing battle. This, is, this isn't even a losing battle. This is unwinnable. If we're trying to do battle individually against all the negative things that are flying at us at 105,000 words a second, let me tell you, we have got to figure out another way to, in order to be victorious over the things that we are having to face in our culture. Just that equation alone, that simple equation proves to us Man, if I'm fighting thought by thought, if I'm fighting emotion by emotion, which we do have to do as part of the journey, but I'm telling you, that's not a winnable strategy if we're going to end up being victorious at the end of the day. There's just too much information for our brains to process at any given time. That means, and these are just the conscious ones, that means that of all that information, we got to be going like at a nuclear level in order to make sure that I'm casting down every negative thought, every negative input, every bit of data that's coming at me. Oh, man, I'm spending my whole day casting down all of these thoughts. Can you see that when we consider that as it's just a strategy unto itself, that's a pretty tough strategy. That's not necessarily going to be a winnable strategy. And so let's take a look then when it comes to the understanding the battle. There's got to be something in the scriptures that tells us what is the nature of the battle that we are facing. Because I think what happens to us a lot of times is that there's a battle going on that we're sensing, but we're fighting the wrong battle. And we're wondering why we're not getting ahead on the, the situation or the facts that are going on in our lives when we're trying to fight the facts when that's not the problem at all. And so let's take a look then at what the Bible has to say about the nature of the battle. If, if life is a battle or is just a, it, 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 uh, battles are, I shouldn't say life is a battle. It's probably a bad way of saying it. But that part, the part of life, the real part is that we are going to be facing battles. And so obviously God is going to give us a strategy. He's going to give us a way that each one of us are able to be victorious over those battles and know that we are victorious on the way into the battle rather than having to wait till the end in order to figure it out. And so this part I would like to talk to you about, at least the name of the teaching would be the art of illusion. Because we're going to really talk about it from the perspective of understanding the nature of what the kingdom of darkness is trying to do. And that's brought up really out of uh, Ephesians chapter 6, 
where uh, my Bible says that, you know, it has the armor of God underneath that title. And I put in its place the art of illusion, that we are being, uh, our, our attention is being drawn away to one thing when the problem is actually something else. And if you know anything about a magician or somebody that does those kind of things as a profession, they're always trying to get you to put your eyes over there while they're doing something over here. Whatever, and, and it's kind of like when if you become you know, good at watching a magician, you really become good at saying, wherever the magician is telling me to look, that's not where I should look. It's always about me following his eyes or his hands over in this direction when he's doing something over here that is part of his trick. And that's exactly what, at least what, the, what you're going to hear in this scripture. You're going to hear how this has been a fairly universal deception that gets each one of us to focus on exactly the wrong thing when it comes to the battles that we're fighting. And so Paul, the writer of Ephesians, says here, if you, look, if you have your Bibles, which I encourage you to do, this is a very important section of your Bible. You should put a bookmark in there, at least for this season of your life, so that we can all gather around these principles together and really get some strength when it comes to understanding, trying out, becoming victorious, using the scriptural mechanism for fixing problems and winning battles in our lives. And so in verse 10, it says this, And finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in his power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And I'll stop there for a moment. Because it, 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 Paul is drawing everyone's attention here to the nature of the battles that they are fighting. And he says it like this, that we do not fight against flesh and blood. And so think about in your own life where you have a, a challenge or a situation that is coming up. How often do we look at the natural wor world? If I could just fix my husband, if I could just fix my job, if I could just fix my bank account, if I could just fix this or if I could just fix that, then all of those problems will go away. And we get on that treadmill of trying to fix something in the natural and we just can't seem to get it fixed. We may win a, a, a temporary victory, but it's not long before that thing comes right back around and ends up right back in our lap again. And so what Paul is saying is when you're wanting to fight a battle, when you want to be in that place of victory, uh, lifelong victory, then you're going to have to come to the place where you recognize this is not the right fight. And I need to figure out why did I think it was the right fight? Because I can promise you, or name not promise each and all of you that are, that are watching, but for the most part, uh, you probably didn't hear this scripture for the first time today. And so we've known probably for a long period of time that the battle is not against flesh and blood. But every time we get into a battle, we seem to be trying to face it, trying to deal with it in the natural situation, the natural fact of what is actually going on. And the Bible tells us unequivocally, don't do that. Your fight is not with something in the natural realm. Your fight is something else. And we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, no matter how many clicks your YouTube video gets, the only way you're going, you're never going to win the battle if you fight the wrong fight. And that's what Paul is talking about here. 
Don't give any of your attention to fighting the wrong battle. Get yourself focused and get yourself in line with where's the real problem coming from and deal with that problem. This part of what I'd like to talk about tonight is, is called fighting the pendulum. And that really talks about the nature of the battle and kind of piggybacks on what Paul was saying when he says this is not a fight against flesh and blood. It's not a problem, even though the fact may be a problem in the natural realm, the root of that problem is not in the natural realm. And, or maybe we could flip it around and say it the other way. If I think it's the natural that I'm dealing with, then that natural is not the problem. So think about right now what you would have, a battle that you're facing in your life and say, well, there's this problem I'm having in this area. So maybe you're, you know, you're, somebody would say, I don't have enough money. Uh, then they would think, well, the problem has got to be my job. It's got to be my bank account. It's got to be my credit cards. It's got to be this or it's got to be that. And I'm not saying don't take on those. Those are things we have to deal with, but you're not going to fix the problem by dealing with those things. If you want to fix the problem, you're going to have to look or be able to say, of all those things that I thought it was, it isn't that. And begin to let your mind think about what else could it be. The reason that I say that is because as long as we are fighting, and this is what I've observed in my life and I've observed it in so many people's lives, is that the longer you think that the battle is in this natural world, what you're doing is you're fighting the things in this natural world and you're just ending up getting the problem to be bigger and you're getting the, yourself, when you reach tomorrow, you're going to be weaker. And this is where we get into so many problems is because the problem, the, the, the facts are getting bigger and we're getting smaller, uh, and, but trying to still be, uh, in the end of the day, we're trying to be victorious in this place of battle. And it just doesn't work that way. If you consider, uh, you know, if somebody does something hateful to you, then my response is going to be to be hateful to them. Somehow, that makes sense to us, but what happens at tomorrow is that now the problem that might have only been a smaller problem has become a bigger problem because not only is, did that person hate you, but you hated them in response. But also because we allowed our lives to be so full of hatred, we ended up getting smaller. We ended up getting weaker. So we all arrive in tomorrow, the problem is bigger and we're smaller. And we're thinking that if we do that, we're going to end up one day being victorious. Well, the math just doesn't work like that. We're never going to be victorious using that strategy. And that's what Paul was trying to uh, encourage the Ephesians with, is to say, wait a minute, forget about that. There's no way you're ever going to win the battle that way. And I've noticed, you know, as, as a pastor and working with so many people that, you know, Christians uh, still act like their battles are natural. Um, you know, and certainly they, they might have become natural and we certainly have to deal with them once they get to be those kind of things. Um, but you know what? When, if we're going to continue down that road, we have got to stop in letting all of these battles drain all of our energy and thinking that we're going to be victorious over that battle down the road. It kind of the pendulum image is a great image for me. And it kind of comes a little bit out of Proverbs chapter 26. I think I mentioned it earlier this month where it was talking about, you know, if you dig a pit, you're going to fall into it. And if you sort of roll a stone up out of the valley, then be careful how high you roll it because it's going to roll right back down on you. And it's kind of that same picture about pushing a pendulum. 
you know, if that's what we're doing with our lives is we're trying to fight against these natural things and we're just pushing a pendulum higher and higher and higher, well, we got to be careful because as soon as we let go of that pendulum, it's going to come swinging right back at us. And as a matter of fact, the harder we try to push it, the harder it's going to come back against us. And we need to realize, you know what? The pendulum always swings back. There's no escaping that in this natural world. The Bible says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you're going to do something in the natural, make sure what you're doing is what you want to be getting. And this tells us then that if we're going to be having a battle, we don't want to be doing battle in the natural or else tomorrow is just going to give more battle to us. And the equation is not winnable that way. And so we have to realize then that instead of getting closer to victory every day, we're in fact getting further and further and further away from our victory. And in in fact, we are ensuring that we are going to be defeated in the end. Because if the problem keeps getting bigger and I keep getting smaller, there isn't going to be a day when I'm going to be any more stronger than the very first day that I face that battle. And the second thing I wanted to talk about is kind of a cute example is, is to... is. You know, in the, in the olden days, now this is probably a while ago now, when computers first came out and you would watch them be on television programs, and I'm thinking of a few of them where the, you know, the bad guy wanted to get rid of all of the information on his computer uh, and so that the cops didn't get it or what, I can't remember the exact story, but something like that. And so he takes out his gun and he shoots the monitor in order to get rid of the information. And I think that was probably back in the day when most people didn't realize that the information wasn't in the monitor. And so they got away with it. But now you probably notice that when the bad guy wants to get rid of the information, they actually shoot the, desk, the, 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 the part of it that has the hard drive in it. And so... That's an important part of our lives, too, is that we tend to be shooting the monitor. We tend to see the problem in this natural world, and we're busy dealing with it in the natural world. Well, and I'm telling you that the problem is not at that level. The problem is that we're dealing with at a deeper spot. And what Paul is talking to us about is get your eye off the natural level fight and get your attention onto what could be at the root of this natural fight. What could be causing it to spring up? Because I think Pastor Tina mentioned it the other day, you know, dealing with the, getting her yard into shape for the coming year. She's noticing stuff she cut down last year. If she didn't get all the roots, uh, that stuff is starting to come back up again in her garden. And it's exactly the same thing that happens in our lives when we are trying to deal with things at the wrong level. And you know, when you're dealing with hybrid, you know, what I consider a hybrid Christianity where when it comes to fighting battles, you know, when, I, when I'm looking at your battle, I'm telling you to focus on the devil. But when I'm fighting my battles, I'm focusing on people. And you need to get away from that hybrid kind of Christianity. You've got to settle it in your own mind to say, you know what? The Bible is telling us that in order to fix the problem is to get your mind off the natural things and get them onto what are the things that are at the root of these things. And realizing also with this concept, and I get in trouble all the time for using this word, but the tradecraft that is going on, and that word means like all the sneaky stuff that spies do to deceive and disrupt all of the things that they're involved in. That's what the kingdom of darkness is always doing. They're always busy trying to come in and get you to focus on this natural situation or that natural situation, this natural situation, that natural situation. Realize that 100% 
of what the kingdom of darkness is doing is trying to distract you, trying to convince you that you need to focus your perspective on something in the natural realm. I didn't figure out this thing, the problem gets bigger and you get smaller. They've known that for a long time. They know the way to win the battle, battle, slow but sure, is to get you to focus on it on the natural level. That's going to make it worse tomorrow and make you weaker tomorrow. And they know the equation. As soon as, you know, just hang around for a while, you're going to watch that that person's going to lose that battle. And so really, when you're taking a look at what is my first thought, Think of, a, think of a problem in your life. Let's make it super real in our lives right now. When you're facing a problem in your life, look at what is your first thought about that problem. What is the cause or what's to blame for that problem? If it exists in this natural world, here's, it's going to be a little hard to brace yourself here. If the problem exists of what you are, or, or what you are blaming, if that exists in the natural realm, then you are responding to a deception. I know that's hard to hear, but what the scripture is saying is that's not the problem. The problem is something else. Number two, you are about to make things worse. If you respond to that problem by identifying something in the natural world, then one, you are deceived, or you are not deceived, you are, uh, you are responding to a deception. It's a, it's a trickery. It's, a, it's one of the little mind games that the kingdom of darkness is playing on you. And number two, if you respond to that thing, when you wake up tomorrow, that problem is going to be worse. Matter of fact, it's better to do nothing about the problem than it is to do what the kingdom of darkness is telling you to do. And then number number three, if you respond to that thing the way that you are being deceived into responding to it, you are going to be weaker tomorrow than you were today. And it's certainly, hopefully in their mind, you aren't even going to perceive that you got weaker. And they don't want you to notice it extremely like that. They just want you to slowly and incrementally get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker while they're just playing their games with you. And we have to become so keen and so aware of those devices and identifying, wait a minute, I thought the problem was my wife. I thought the problem was my wallet. I thought the problem was my, no, no, that's never the problem. And just learn that skill. As soon as I try to blame something in the natural realm, as soon as that comes up in my mind, oops, I'm not going to respond to that deception. I know that's just trickery from the kingdom of darkness. And, but then on the opposite side of the equation, if that's the only tool that our opposition in battle has is to get us somehow to, you know, like a magician to respond or to get distracted by the wrong thing, then the battles that we're facing in our lives are easy to understand and they are easy to win. And that's really what we want to spend a little bit, time, a little bit of time talking about today. Because if you flip back into your Bible in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, Paul then, after he's saying now, you know, this is where the problems, it's the rulers, it's the powers, it's the principalities, it's all of these spiritually evil things that are around us all the time. If that's really the problem... He says then, how are we going to deal with that? And so he says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that that when the evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm 
with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. You notice there that he said, therefore. He started it all off changing from talking about all of the deceptive powers of the kingdom of darkness. And then says, therefore. Now that means that there's really no debating the nature of this battle. He doesn't say, you know, here's a couple options for you. As a matter of fact, he's kind of saying that you're dumb if you try to win this battle any other way. Thinking about the natural battle, and then he says, but that's not the problem. This is the problem. And why would you ever fight anything else but the actual problem? You know, the armies of Israel were afraid of the boogeyman, the, 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 the giant, the Goliath showing up. And there's nothing in the Old Testament that, he, that they could do about that. But can I tell you something? In the New Testament, everything is different. We are able to identify places where we are susceptible to being deceived, where we're susceptible to all of the tradecraft of the kingdom of darkness, and we can fix that. We can get rid of those things in our lives. And we're just going to use the last 10 minutes that I have together with you tonight to just go through like a simple process. Here's how you identify, get hold of those things in, in your life and get rid of them so that they're no longer... Uh, causing you to become, to make your problems bigger and you smaller every day. All you want to do is flip the equation around, make you stronger and your problems weaker every single day, and you be, you're going to be the winner at the end of the day. Simple mathematics. As a matter of fact, it's cool because that's the mathematics that the kingdom of darkness has been using against you all your life. You're flipping that thing around and say, you know what, I'm just going to use their math. I'm going to use the ink slow but sure, incremental, getting stronger and stronger every day, and my problems getting weaker and weaker every day. And shazam, there's going to be a magic moment in each one of our lives when we're winning battles, we're winning victories all the time, simply because we've identified the nature of the battle and how to fight it. So here we are. Uh, you know, uh, there's a starting point here that's maybe a little bit difficult for each one of us to be able to really lock into. But this is when it all gets super real. Because in our lives, we have to come to the place where we decide, I am no longer going to be using all of the other tools that I have learned. When I thought the battle was mano a mano, when I thought it was face to face, when I thought my battle was me, a natural person against a natural problem, you know, I developed all kinds of skills, all kinds of abilities all kinds of ways where I could become victorious over all of these battles. I never was victorious, but I sure did build up a lot of skills. Can I tell you something? We have to be those people that say, you know what? I'm not going to go down that road anymore. I'm not trying to fight battles in the natural anymore. And I need to renounce all of those skills. Maybe the way to manipulate things or maybe the way to take control of situations or, you know, to be the smartest or the strongest or the cutest person in the room. Can I tell you something? You got to get rid of all of those things because those things have become addictions in our lives. And as long as we are, if you could imagine what that word actually means, when we become blinded by 
our need for something. As long as we are blinded by the, I'm blinded from being able to see what the actual issue is, then I'm never going to actually fix it. And the problem is just going to, as with any addiction, the problem just gets worse and worse and worse and worse as time goes on. An addiction, let me just define that so that you can understand what I mean by this. An addiction is something that we put into our lives to make us feel better to make us feel uh, like the negative that is go- actually going on is numbed, is removed from us. Not taken away, it's still there, but we just don't feel it anymore. A lot of these skills that we develop are because of the negative that we feel. Because we are afraid or because we are insecure or because we're uncertain about our future, because of all those things, we try to get all of these natural things into our lives that give us a false sense of security, a a false sense of control or a false sense of power. We have to be willing to allow those things to go and renounce them out of our lives. We just refuse to use them ever again. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit will be right there with you, be able to help you to identify those things and help you to be uh, with the grace that you need in order to never use those things ever again. Well, can I tell you something? I, and I, I mentioned in the beginning, is where it kind of gets real, is when you decide you're not going to use all of those tools anymore, can I tell you something? All that you're going to be left with are the fears and the dreads and the insecurities and all of those type of things. And that may not feel so awesome in the very beginning. But can I tell you something? That's where you're going to be given the ability. You can actually see what are the things that I am facing? What are the issues that I'm actually trying to deal with here? How is it that the kingdom of darkness has been able to just like trip me up day after day after day, situation after situation after situation. How have they been able to do that to me for these so many years? Can I tell you something? This, at this moment, when you've been able to understand, okay, I am afraid of this, that, or the other, or I'm unsure, or I'm, you know, I'm uncertain about things, or I'm, whatever it would be, That's now when the battle becomes real. Now you can actually deal with what's the situation that's been going on. And can I tell you something? God has been waiting for you to come to that moment where you realize, okay, now I need to fix this. It's really the only question that matters. So don't waste your energy on anything else. That person that isn't using the natural skills or the manipulative skills or the control skills or whatever it would be, that's the real me at that moment. And I'm able to celebrate this real me to say, okay, God, this is what's going on in my life. I can see how this has been happening. So now I have the ability to get right in there and deal with the problem. And so number one, the problem is a lie. We talked about that earlier in the month. And so you can get yourself set free. Don't be worried about the fact that there is this fear or this dread that's going on in your life. All of that is only created by a fear or a lie. And lies are the easiest things in the world to defeat. As soon as you know they're a lie, you no longer have to pay any attention to them anymore. It's while while you think they're true, that's when they're a problem. And so don't be bothered about the fact that now I have to fight all of the million problems that are in my life. No, you don't have to do that. You just have to find the couple of lies that have been generating that million problems. Get rid of those lies and all the problems go away. That's why Paul said, don't fight the stuff in the natural. 
You'll be fighting that stuff forever. Instead, go to the root of it and deal with the root of it. Number two, can I tell you something and set you all free here? It is absolutely generational. The problem is generational. Settle that. Now, can I tell you something? It's not your fault. And so don't be having to own up to, oh, I'm such a bad person. No, it's not like that. This stuff has been going on through your generations for hundreds of generations. And so let that stuff go. And can I tell you something? Don't blame your parents. It wasn't their fault either. We got to get beyond that to say, you know what? Like in John chapter, in, I think John chapter nine, Jesus was saying, whose fault is this that this man is blind? Is it his fault or his parents' fault? And Jesus said, it's neither. Don't worry about it. It's all the way back to the apple. That's where all this stuff started from. All you need to do then is if that's the problem, say, you know what, God, I know this problem came to me through my lineage. And so I just ask for forgiveness for anything that my parents, grandparents, all the way back to Adam, whoever did whatever they did, Lord, I ask for forgiveness for any of those sins, any of the stuff that's been created back there. I'm just getting rid of it all in my life. And any demonic stuff that's hanging around my house because of all that stuff, get out of here. Completely forgiven, completely wiped out, no access to you anymore. And then number three, this is kind of the, maybe the harder part too, is that you got to buy into the fact that you bought into it. At some point in your life, you decided to believe that same thing in your life as it's been handed to you by your generations. You believed it and allowed it to become uh, something that shaped my perception. That's how you know. Is, it, is, is something shaping the way I'm viewing my world? If, I, if, if it is shaping the way I view my world, then it's something that I believe. These are like things, big decisions that you have to make. But once you make those decisions, I accept that fact. Man, you are now empowered to deal with whatever that would be at the root of this thing. And then it's the same thing. Jesus went to the cross in order for us to eternally be able to go to God and get forgiveness from something that's been going on in our lives and just wipe that thing out. God has been waiting from the beginning to forgive you. So don't think that he's taken him by surprise. He's been waiting for you to clear out the accounts so that any demonic force that's rooted in those sins or those words or those beliefs or whatever, that that's cut off at the root, never to attach itself to you ever again. And just be bold to be able to go to God and ask him for that. Say, God, I I ask your forgiveness for where I've allowed this stuff to be operating in my life. Number four, you can easily change it. This is the beauty of the New Testament. It's, it's, It's universally available to everybody because it is so easy to do it. And so what you're looking for is you just want to find the moment that that belief system became part of your belief system. Every one of us gathered all kinds of data in our younger years, but we didn't really know what the data meant. But then it did come to a moment in our lives where we had an experience and we interpreted that experience by a particular way of understanding it, by a belief system. And we decided this is what's true in my life. We had been being pressured all along, just very slightly pressured all through our lives to maybe see it this way, maybe see it according to that. Look at that. This is how grandma saw it. That's how grandpa saw it. This is how mommy saw it. That's how daddy saw it. That's how everybody you know saw it. And so there slowly you're getting that propensity to interpret it exactly the same way. And then there's a moment where you decided to believe it. 
Can I tell you the way your soul works, the way your inner reality works? You just got to go get hold of that memory and ask the Lord to give you the actual perception. What was really going on in that memory? Why did that person hurt me? Why did we run out? Did we run out? Why did mommy say that? Why did daddy say that? Why did this happen to me? You know, God has got the actual truth. He's got the real perception of why stuff happens. And when you get the actual, the real interpretation, what was really going on, you're able to see, well, I thought this person hated me, but they didn't hate me at all. They were just afraid or they were just having a bad day or whatever, but I thought they hated me. And then because of that, everybody has to hate me. You know what? That's not true. But it's amazing how many of these things we adopt when we, as we're growing up in our lives, as the devil is right there to help us to perceive the experiences, perceive those things in our lives in a completely opposite way from what's actually going on. Your mom and dad, they weren't mad at you. They did not hate you. They were just trying to do the best job they could. Maybe they didn't understand the situation or didn't understand what's going on. This goes up and up and up in all of those experiences that are going on in your life. And then finally, can I tell you that when you get through that, you identify the lie. This is what the kingdom of darkness was trying to get me to believe, but now I see what the actual truth is. I'm able to get rid of that lie and say, you know what? That lie is not part of my life anymore. It doesn't matter to me what the, what the devil was saying because everything he says is a lie. What I care about is the one thing that Jesus said to me, the one thing, the truth about that experience. And now that truth is going to be the weapon that you use, like what Paul was saying, that's the weapon that you use in order to defeat all of that blind way of believing that had been part of your life up until this point. And all you do is just get rid of it. Just say, I just choose. I'm a human being. I have the right to choose what I believe. And just say, I'm deciding, I'm getting rid of that lie. I don't believe that anymore. And that's the truth. And I'm going to believe that from now on. That's what I'm going to believe. And then you keep going with that until you get to the place where you realize, you know, that situation or a similar situation came up in your life. And man, it wasn't anything at all. It just went right by me. I didn't even notice it. And it won't be long before I'm telling you, if you'll use this strategy, take a battle in your life, look at what is the real belief system that is underneath that battle. Deal with the belief system, deal with the, the experience, deal with the lie, and it won't be long before the fruit, the stuff that's showing up in your life, starts to change. It was always this way, but it slowly but surely, it becomes, it might happen right away. Uh, but it may also take a little bit of time, but that don't matter. All that matters is, is that we're getting stronger and stronger day by day as we're fighting the battles, we're identifying the battles, we're seeing the right, the, the right way to fight that battle and then fighting that battle the way the scripture tells us to fight it. Coming out of it stronger because our belief system has gone from a lie to the truth and the problem is getting smaller because slowly but surely we are not responding to it in the, in the upside down way and the problem is actually working itself out. And so let me tell you, you may want to go back and listen to this teaching again. You may want to try it out to just go through that experience, find the problem, go back to the memory, fix the memory. 
Find out what the truth is. Get hold of that truth and persevere with that truth. But let me tell you, if you're having any trouble with that, if you're getting stuck or whatever I'm sharing with you today, if you just shoot us an email to help at golightcity.com and, and somebody will be there to be able to help you with whatever the, the blockage or whatever you're, you're struggling with, let me tell you, this is the thing right now that as a kingdom of God in the earth has got to learn. We have got to get to the place where we become skillful at fighting the battles that we're fighting. If you remember back as I I'll close with this, that when David was fighting his battle against Goliath, if you keep reading on in that story, you'll discover that winning that battle was a pretty pivotal part about, of David's life. It set in motion a whole chain of events that ended up with him and eventually becoming uh, sitting in the throne of Israel, which was his destiny. Can I tell you something? The battles that you are facing right now, they are not random battles. Those battles that you're facing right now are battles that God intends you to win, but he intends you to win them for a reason. It is part of your divine destiny to become victorious over the battles that you are fighting. Can I tell you something? You may be committed to fighting your battles, but I got news for you. God is even more committed to winning your battles than you are because he's the guy that gave you your destiny. He's the guy that set in motion the things that are going on in your life to, for you to be victorious and be so successful in your life. And he's done so by causing you to be victorious over every single battle you face. And as we even step in, as you go in now into our next month where we're dealing with issues of the, what do we really believe about ourselves? Who are we? And what is God asking us to do? And where are we going? What's the purpose of our Some of these really huge questions that we're going to be tackling next month. Can I tell you something? You're going to want to hold on to this information from Ephesians chapter 6 and be, become skillful at fighting these battles so that you can go and step into the very divine purpose, the reason that you were born, the victory that you were created to win is standing right at your doorstep. And so God bless you tonight and God bless you as you go into this next month of amazing teachings here at Light City Church. Thanks so much for sharing time with me tonight. I really trust that you've grabbed onto this and that it's going to, make, going to start producing real victory in your life instantly. Good night.